Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Wednesday, May 6, 2020. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesco. Hey, Chet, we kick off year seven with two great guests tonight. Bob Boop Patrone Jr. from Better's Insider is the first half of the show. And author David, help me with the pronunciation so I don't hack this too bad. Larivier, Lar- Lar- I'll go with. Larivier, very close. Okay, joins us. I-, I know about Boop. Tell us a little bit about David. Well, you know, Dave and I actually worked together at Dow Jones back in the mid-90s for a couple of years. And then we reconnected, you know, via Facebook like so many other people did in the late 2000s. And we stayed friendly on there. He's always been a very good writer. And when the pandemic hit in mid-March, he decided very quickly, hey, I'm going to write a quick book. So he very quickly put together this book of tips for people who are sheltering in place, 93 things to do uh, while sheltered at home or stuck at home. And uh, it's pretty good. He sent me a copy and we talked about it and uh, you'll enjoy them. Bill. a lot of fun tips. And Bill, I got to tell you, when I was in the grocery store last weekend, I had to give a guy behind me this advice. He's got a little too close to me, you know? <laughs> well, I'll tell you a little story, too. I went into the post office uh, the other day. I was standing outside because the line was every six feet outside the door. I went in because somebody came out, and there was somebody still between the double doors. And you would have thought she saw a ghost. And she quickly told me, please, please give me my space. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I, I was shopping last weekend like I have been every weekend, which I hate. I hate shopping to begin with, and now it's even worse with the pandemic. But here's my observation. I came to the conclusion while I was shopping on Saturday that a lot of people look better when they're wearing a mask. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Well, hey, hey Chet, before we yeah. get started, let's remind our viewers that uh, – we will be live at 8.05 tonight, right after this show on Philly Press Box Radio Facebook page, same one we're on now, with another round of Philly sports trivia. So stop by, check that out. It's been a lot of fun so far. 
And no mask is required for that, right? No mask. No mask. You just have to get some right answers, Chad. I threw you a couple softballs last week. By the way, $9.99 for this Eagles mask uh, plus $4 for shipping. So that's not bad because a lot of places are ripping you off. And this one I got from a place in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So not a bad deal. I didn't want to buy from somebody overseas, you know, but they they ran out last night. So sorry, everybody. All right. Hey, you look better with it on too. But hey, you know that. Hey, let's get this thing rolling. Let's get serious. Let's welcome Boop. Bob Patron back to Philly Press Box Radio. Bob, welcome. How you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Hey, Boop, before we get started on Better's Insider, I have to tell you how much I enjoyed the old Buck the Bartender mailbag you've been opening up. Uh, well, thank you. What gave you that idea? What kind of feedback you've been getting? <clears throat> I think it's awesome. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. A lot of people that remember the column liked it. I think some people that have letters that had been unopened are interested in it. Um, when my father, when got, he got done the column in 92, he still kept getting letters and he had a bunch and he had boxes of them and he would go through them little by little and either return the answer or whatever. And when he passed away in 2005, there was still stuff that uh, my sister passed on to me that I've had sitting in my office for a while that I hadn't even gone through. So when this whole thing happened and I started to have some time, I said, I should just throw this out. And I, since they were unopened, there was part of me that said, let me at least open to make sure someone didn't send him a check for $10,000 or something. <laughs> and then I thought, well, I can probably answer some of these. I mean, certainly a lot easier in 2020 than, I, than he could have in 1992. Some of them might be obsolete and some of them also might lead to another idea. So I started opening them and found out when guys are asking, um, who's the greatest switch hitting home run hitter of all time, surmising it was Ted Simmons, that we could get that list the way it was going to be in 1992 and then updated again in 2020. So it, it ended up being a, a kind of thing where I felt better throwing those letters out once I addressed them. And I will say only, I only could use about a third of them. About a third were just, Hey Bobby, great column, send me a t-shirt. By the way, I have no t-shirts. Um, and then the other third were um, like, there was this big spaghetti bowl idea about an army fight, uh, football game back then, which I had absolutely no interest in, or just people commenting on the column, which uh, had been printed 30 years ago. So I, I didn't need them either. But um, there was a couple that were, the research is very involved that I've stuck to the side that I might do at some point down the road. But I think for the most part, I've gotten through all those um, those letters. Now, my sister may have four more boxes up at her, her house for all I know. So, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, it has been fun. It's great. I've enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah, good stuff. As you may recall, Bob, you were supposed to join us back in mid-March on the eve of right. the late tournament. Yeah, yeah what happened back then? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> you haven't had any real new games of any kind in the U.S. since that time. So how are you holding up without sports? And are you getting on your wife's nerves even more than usual? Boy, I, I, it's hard to do, but I think I am. Um, <laughs> I'm getting by really good because I, I have one of the things that I'm doing for Betters Insider now, and I've done this since the sports has stopped, is I'm doing something every day called Vintage Digits, which is – for 40 years, I've been writing down stats, clips, doing, you know, circling things in newspapers and all for the statistical input of stuff. And now with no reason to not do any of them, I can pull out a 1996 Philly stat and just put it up there or or something on Johnny Mize, which was the quiz uh, a day or two ago, just randomly that, you know, we're out there. So I'm, I'm working my way going through a whole lot of other 
like I said, I have files and files of that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm keeping busy. I have a couple of big five, big, long, huge, big five projects I'm trying to work through uh, with the time I have. Um, and I do spend a lot of time watching TV with my wife. She's working from home. She is uh, the CFO of her company. So, you know, she has a hectic day and, and it's nice to be able to sit and, you know, uh, relax at night by yelling at me. I mean, by watching TV with me. <laughs> so, you know. Well, hey, Bob, I, I, look, I looked at the website, uh, Feathers and Insiders. Pretty, pretty cool. A uh, lot of good stuff in there. Uh, what, what is your actual function with them? And, uh, and, and how have you guys been? keeping that up because there's a bunch yeah of yeah you know in real time uh, i will be writing a lot of um prop betting type stuff uh mostly for philadelphia area or you know national type things i did a lot of it during football season uh you know the different kinds of prop bets carson wentz passing yardage first td you know number of rushing attempts um and um and i'll also throw some regular stat stuff out there that might be non-betting um, we had just, just when the whole thing broke, we had just entered into an agreement with parks to provide content as far as with their betting aspect of it. And so that's kind of sitting on the burner off to the side. We're not really sure exactly how that's going to work. Um, but for the most part we'll be, you know, that's one of the reasons why if you call up now and you see, Oh, let's bet this dart league. We'll mention that parks has these darts odds out there or the Russian table tennis. Um, so where we're going to be is going to be determined once everything gets back going and parks and us can decide exactly what the best uh, frame of everybody doing everything is going to be. Oh yeah. You mentioned darts and uh, table tennis. I think there is a little golf coming up and over. Yeah. And of course, Korean baseball, Bobby. Are yeah. You Korean baseball. Will you be betting on it? No, I'm a night guy to begin with, so it's perfect for me timing-wise, but no, I'm, I'm not going to be watching it, and I'm not going to bet it, but there will be people will do that, and that's fine. The biggest thing about that kind of stuff to me is that 20 years ago, if this had happened, and someone said, okay, well, here's Korean baseball. To bet it, you would have had to call your bookie, lay down the $50, and then, you know, but now, since I can say, hey, I'm going to put five hours on this Korean team scoring six runs in the first three innings or 50 cents on this guy hitting a homer, it's a lot easier. It's, you know, fun. It, it, it kills it 20 minutes if you want. It can kill three hours. So um, the fact that betting is at the tip of your fingers now, which is the reason it's going to be so successful going down the line, makes Korean baseball a, a lot more valuable commodity than it would have been had this happened 20 years ago. Well, hey, hey, Bob, has there been betting lines on the? Uh, I don't, I don't even know what the right word. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna call it the right word. Where the, uh, the rate and the NASCAR guys doing the the racing, um, and and the, the Kentucky Derby thing they did. The uh, it, it was I, betting on that. Yeah, the thing as as far as I understand it is that the state, each individual state, has to okay anything that's not an actual live athletic event. Some states okay betting on the Oscars; other states don't. Um, I think the same thing for virtual things. Uh, Jeopardy ran into a problem with Jeopardy James as far as taking bets because those were recorded. Some states banned it; other states didn't rule on it. And you know, so um, but yeah, somewhere somehow you can bet on that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I'm a I'm as virtual as a guy as it goes back, but at this, I wouldn't even bet on that. You know. <laughs> well, hey Bob, uh, speaking of that, there was a <laughs> uh, 
a virtual game the other night. Villanova's 2016 championship team against the 18 championship team. The 16 team pulled out a two-point win somehow. Uh, Jay won't say either way, but which of those Jay Wright teams do you think was really better? Boy, you know, the 18 team was just rolling. Every NCAA game they won by double digits. Every Big East tournament game they won by double digits. They had three guys who could jump out of the building. They were just playing as well as anybody over the last over March as any Philadelphia team in history. That said, the 26 team was as resolute as anybody. Um, they had a couple of different ways they could win. Um, and they pulled off one of the greatest, most amazing victories ever in the semifinal when they took an Oklahoma team that they had lost to by 23 on a ship in Honolulu and then destroyed, you know, owned them in the first half and then beat them by four, 30 in the second half, which was as amazing a 40-minute basketball game as anybody's put together in the city, I think, since the 90-47 game. So they had the fact that the 16-team win doesn't surprise me. One, doesn't surprise me as much as you might think because I knew they had it in them. It just looks like the 18-team caught fire and had all their guys playing so well towards the end. I swear, at one point in the Final Four in 2018, I thought DiVincenzo was going to jump into the air and never come down. He was just he was playing at seven foot, even though he's whatever he is, six six. Right. Well, hey, Bob, if let, let's hypothetically say that uh what we're hearing might come true and we're gonna play baseball sometime around July first or July fifteenth, whatever day we want to pick. Uh what what happens to betting odds and how does that all work out, assuming they play from that, you know, from then till the end of the regular season, say it's a 50-60% season. And then right into the playoffs. How how does that all sort itself out? Well, I think you're going to see a lot less future bets as far as wins and stuff because people don't know how. Hey, our I don't even know how managers are handling pitching and baseball these days to begin with. It's <laughs> not. I'm an old time guy. I want Carlton out there every four days. Uh, I'm often. I also wonder if they might throw out this three batter rule that they were going to put in for this time, since it's going to be such a different type of thing. Bottom line, I think you're going to see more in-game playing, more bets on scoring in certain innings rather than the, the long season uh, teams winning the division or whatever. Um, I will say this about baseball when it comes to betting is that, you know, they, there's an old adage that the pitchers are ahead of the hitters early in this in the season. I have no idea who's going to be ahead of who early on. So if they open with one game, say on a Thursday as a marquee opener, and that's a 12-11 game, bet the over on every game they play the next day because it's there's no telling what's going to go on there. <laughs> hey, Bob, I know, like all of us, you've been watching some of those classic games they've been putting on mm -hmm. networks, and you enjoy those, but you, you told me you enjoy something even more than the games themselves. Well, you know, I'm a newspaper guy from way back. I mean, I started at the Bolt when I was in high school. My father had been there since the 40s. I enjoy reading about the games. I really enjoy when I go back and I watched a little bit of the uh, the Flyers-Rangers uh, game seven weeks ago. And then what I did is I went and I watched the game. I read the game story in the Inquirer Daily News from the next day, which is – it's a different perspective. It's a little bit more, I don't want to say concise, but it's got a little bit more of a feel to the game. Um, I'm not downplaying watching the games. It's just, I enjoy reading. I enjoy picking up nuances that these beat writers who know the teams as well as anybody pick up. And a lot of times you'll read something 
and I'm, I spent half my life on newspapers.com to begin with, you'll see something that was written 40 years ago that gives you insight into something that happened today or even 10 or 15 years ago or down the line. So as everybody sits back and piles up eight games or the, the day ESPN did all the boxing matches, don't be afraid to go back and reread the Stan Hockman's column on Allie Frazier one because you might learn seven or eight things. Yeah, good stuff. Well, hey, uh, as we said, you know, the final four didn't happen. Um, is that your number one thing of the year? It, it, what what excites you the most of the year from from the betting standpoint? It just and just as a fan, I know. Well, I, I'm a big hoops fan. I am and have always been a college basketball fan more than anything else. Um, right ahead of baseball, and it's convenient because they kind of start and end over each other. They don't really overlap. Um, my favorite time of year is, <clears throat> pardon me, not only so much NCAA tournament. I love the whole buildup of the college season from the November, December, getting everybody fueled out there, the tournaments, the conference tour, uh, play through, and and then even the, the championship week, the first week of championship week, when the little teams, when the Summit League starts their round of eight. I like that. I like seeing those things build up to what I think and I like to call the NCAA tournament, like a triple elimination tournament. It can play your way in as a large team during the year. You can win your conference tournament. And then if you're in, you have to get beat. So it's a long college basketball is the longest best. It's the most unique sport to me physically. It's the one that hasn't changed the most, the most entertaining to me. And one of the things I've done for the last six or seven years officially only one or two years because the other years are off uh, sure betting. I'll bet a dollar on every nine to 16 seed in the first two rounds to win the game. And every year I've won a little bit of money. Thanks to UMBC one year, I won a lot of money. So that's one of the things I do those first two days of the tournament is root for the underdog, hoping to win a little bit of cash. <laughs> but it's uh, the, the NCAA tournament is my most favorite thing in the world. I really I missed them not playing, but I by 150 percent understand why. That when the NBA announced they were going to cancel, and my wife and I were talking, she said they're going to have to cancel the NCAA too. I said, of course. And I put a tweet out that said that night. I said the best, the first step into saving the 2021 NCAA tournament was to cancel the 2020 NCAA tournament. And I think about that for everything right now, not only in sports, but close keeping the schools closed and everything else is that, you know, you're taking steps now that so you can get back to what you want to do whenever we can get to it. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, we have to ask you about what the Eagles have done. That's the one thing people have been talking about the last couple of weeks, drafting uh, a couple of Jalen's in the first two rounds. What mm -hmm. do you think about the Jalen Hurts thing in the second round? And is it going to work with him and Wentz? I, I have to pretense this by saying I'm not a big draft guy in any sport. I think that the, the level of play between college football and pro football and college basketball and pro basketball is so much so different that even the experts can't get it right, which is why you see Sam Bowie going ahead of Michael Jordan yeah. and Achille, you know, and, and those kinds of things. So I preface this by saying I'm a believer of taking who you think is the best guy still on the board that has the best chance to win. So I have no problem with Hurts for that reason and because no city in the country knows how more important it is to have a backup quarterback at this point uh, because of what's happened in the last couple of years. Um, you know, it's – and I, I don't, I'm not a big college football guy. I've watched the playoffs every year. 
And the two games I watched Jalen Hurts play last year and the year before, he can play for my club anytime. Um, the fact that I know Carson Wentz is not going to be uppity about having a big college quarterback behind him is good. So, yeah, I have absolutely no problem with that because in someone's mind in that front office, that's less of a miss than if they had tried to get whatever they are going to get, a linebacker at that point or whatever. This is a good play, I think. Now, they haven't done anything in the last 10 minutes, right? There's no clowny no. to talk about, right? Okay. No. He, he's <laughs> in the mix, perhaps, but not yet. <laughs> is it them and Baltimore we're thinking right now? Is that the, the rumor? the four teams, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Ravens are here, you know, quote-unquote, if next year comes off. So that would be interesting if he goes to the Ravens and they come in here at some point, yeah. which you may find out tomorrow. You never know. Yeah, schedule is out tomorrow. Hey, one last yeah. thing from me. Yes, um, Bill and I have been putting together our own personal Mount Rushmore of great Philly athletes the last six weeks, for the last three weeks, uh, guys from the mid-1960s on, because that's when we mm. started. Oh, uh, right. okay. All right. We got the three easy ones out of the way, we think. Wilt, Bobby Clark, and Mike Schmidt. Now, we're actually going to do five, not four, because we can't count. Uh, we're going to reveal our fourth one later this evening. <laughs> But how about Boop? Uh, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore? I'm assuming those three, but who would your other two be? Yeah, I don't – I like Clark a lot. He wouldn't have been my Mount Rushmore. Um, my third – Schmidt, absolutely. I think he was as good – as dominant defensively in his position as he was offensively, and that goes unnoticed a lot, especially to the young guys. Will is just – you know, Will, I don't even don't say anything else. Um, my third guy might be Doc, Dr. J. Remember, he was in his prime as he got here. He had already scored 11,000 points in the ABA, and he got here and went 11 years, was among the, the best, most articulate, um, like a ballet. My father called him a ballet dancer playing basketball. He was just so much fun to watch, and he carried himself with a couple different types of teams through those years. So I, I would say J, Dr. J would be my third athlete. Um, before I knew your pre-60s rule, my fourth guy would have been Chuck Bednar. Of course, yeah. And the thing about Chuck, I always tell people, and kids don't believe me, is that he played on two NFL title teams with the Eagles. He was a rookie in 49 yep. and then won again in 60. How many guys win two titles with a franchise two decades apart and not in the middle? I mean, a donut total, and, and he played 60 minutes. So he would have been my fourth pre-60s guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, Boop, before we let you go, why don't you give us a quick rundown where people can find you, where they can look up all the stuff you have going on on social media and so forth. Yeah, I, I'm on Twitter, at BoopStats. Um, I uh, post some stats there occasionally. Uh, most of my stats now I'm putting together on Betters Insider. Uh, Monday through Friday, every day I post a thing that has a quiz at the beginning of it, and then four or five of these what I call vintage digits, which are just stuff I've pulled out of the archives regarding whatever I can find any day, wherever. Um, heck, Don Shaw might have a stack coming up the next couple of days. And, you know, so check me out on Twitter and I'll lead you to wherever you need to be, Better's Insider or my own webpage or whatever. And Twitter, everybody should be on Twitter and follow everybody else. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, hey, Bob, thanks for coming by. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, let's do this again. And uh, let's not wait till the, the tournament to do it. Yeah. Lynn, my pleasure as always. I appreciate your offer. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Hey, Chet, if you're looking for insurance in the tri-state area, we have the spot for you. All state insurance in Westchester, PA. 
Yes, we do, Bill. One of the best benefits of having an all-state insurance policy is getting a local agent like Dave Lavoie, who is dedicated to you. Building that personal relationship means you can work with someone who knows you and understands your family's needs, someone you can call when you have questions or need help. Dave is dedicated to protecting what is most important to you and your family. Call Dave today at Allstate in Westchester, Pennsylvania, 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700. And Bill, a couple of birthday greetings. First, to my old bowling partner and concert-going buddy when we were allowed to go out and go to concerts. <laughs> Denny Malloy has a birthday today, so happy birthday, Denny. Happy birthday also to the Say Hey Kid, one of the greatest ballplayers of all time, Willie Mays. I know you love Willie. And happy 75th today to the great Bob Seeger. Wow, I did not realize Bob Seeger was 75, Jen. I knew it was his birthday. I guess I just didn't look close enough. It never dawned on me he was 75. Yeah, the years fly by. 1945, he was born. Wow. Wow. Well, hey, Chad, it's week four of our five-week series, building our own Mount Rushmore, as we talked to Boop about, a Philly athletes. You took Mike Schmidt, Bobby Clark, Will Chamberlain. I've taken Will Chamberlain, Mike Schmidt, Bobby Clark. We're in the same place, um, different weeks, but we're in the same place. Uh, but, hey, how about the good folks at CSN Philly starting their own Build your Mount Rushmore. You didn't seem too happy with their candidates, my friend. Well, here's the deal. They showed 12 faces on their little ad for it, three from each of the major sports teams in Philly, Wilt, Dr. J, and AI. Okay, I get that. Bobby Clark, Bernie Perrant, and Claude Giroux. All right, I can live with those candidates. But then baseball, they put Mike Schmidt, Chase Utley, and Jim Tomey. Now, I love Jim Tomey, but ahead of Steve Carlton? I don't think so. And football. They have B-Doc, Randall Cunningham, and Nick Foles. No Donovan McNabb, no Reggie White. Come on, guys. Yeah, they, they kicked they kick that one, I would say, huh? Man. Uh, wait, how long is theirs going on? I have no idea. I don't even know how you do it. I think, I think it was just like a discussion point because oh. I didn't see any link to, like, cast a vote or anything. So people were just commenting on Twitter and on Facebook. So that's as much as I know about it. Gotcha. Well, the way we're doing it is we're picking one a week. It can be the same one uh, if that's the way it comes out. We don't know how this is going to go. Uh, in the end, we're going to get the five, and, it, and it's a challenge, I'm telling you. And, and, you know, I have to correct myself, Jeff, because I told you last week I had my five. I yep. was missing somebody. So I have, uh, after tonight, I have to get from two to one Ooh. on my last one, and it's not going to be easy. So tonight I'm up first. Remember. Uh, we're not talking favorites anymore. We're talking the best. So, uh, as you mentioned just a minute ago, the only stipulation is it's mid-60s to present. So, the Chuck Benerics and those guys are not included because we didn't see them. So, and and again, I got the easy route, uh, and I don't probably have to do a whole lot of explaining because he already explained it. Uh, Dr. J is my guy tonight, no question about it. Uh, he, and again, he isn't necessarily my fourth on my list. Uh, he was just the fourth one I've gotten to uh, as we go. But uh, Dr. J did it all, played for the Sixers for 11 seasons and made the all-star team all 11 times, plus the other five times he played in the NBA. Never, never not an all-star for Dr. J. And I think the thing about him is uh, when they finally got to the championship, 
when, when they got Moses and finally got to the championship, a lot of what Doc had done was um, he backed off his game so they could win. If he would have played star power, uh, he could have put up a whole lot bigger numbers. But that wasn't working. They, they couldn't get over the hump with that. And he turned his game around into a, a, probably a more of a team player, if you will, if that's the right word to use, to get that championship. And uh, not all guys are willing to do that. But uh, unfortunately, we only got one, though. But Dr. J is certainly on my Mount Rushmore. All right. So Dr. J is your fourth. He is uh, one of my candidates for the final two spots, but he's not there tonight. Here's the deal. Uh, as you said, we both got the easy ones out of the way. Wilt, Schmitty, and Bobby Clark. It is really tough now. And I'm betting we will not pick the same exact two for our final two. We have hoops, basketball, or I'm sorry, hoops, baseball, and hockey. No, wait, the hoops, baseball, and hockey represented. Yes. So I figured we needed to take an eagle. At least in my mind, we had to have a football guy up there. And there can certainly be arguments for guys like Donovan McNabb, Randall Cunningham, and yes, even Nick Foles, just because he won the Super Bowl. I think, though, it really has to be either Reggie White or Brian Dawkins, two incredibly gifted players, both with great stats, both perennial Pro Bowl guys, several All-Pro selections, both in the Hall of Fame. Their numbers are retired by the Eagles, and I had such a tough time deciding which way to go. I actually checked in the other day on Monday with Ray Dittinger, and he agreed that it would have to be one of those two guys, and he summed it up like this. Doc is more the people's choice, but Reggie was the better player. But then he added, you can go either way. Well, I'll tell you, Ray is probably correct. You may not agree that Reggie is the better player. I do agree. However, here's how I made the decision. While I loved them both, and even though Reggie may have been you know, slightly better talent-wise, not by a huge margin, B-Doc did really connect with all of us a little bit more. And heck, I want somebody on my Mount Rushmore who actually played in this century, which Brian Dawkins did. So much as it pained me to go against Ray Dinger, I'm putting Brian Dawkins on there as my Eagle representative on Mount Rushmore. Good choice. Good choice. You, you won't get a whole lot of argument out of me for Brian Dawkins. I might have a beef with that other guy. So I'm, I'm glad you made the right choice, Chet. Uh, Reggie is still running for the yeah. final spot. Reggie, Dr. J, I got a couple other candidates. I have some work to do between now and next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. I'll tell you what, you're throwing me for a little bit of a loop here, though, that uh, we might get through five and Julius Irving might not be on your five. That I find that kind of interesting. Let's see how it plays out next week. You'll be up first next week, so your Mount Rushmore will be finished right before mine. I will tell you this. Dr. J <laughs> is one of my final three candidates. I have three guys in mind. He is one of the three. I won't tell you who the other two are, but it's a tough one. I, I tell you what, I have two. I'm down to two, and um, I might have to you know throw the cards down the step, see which one the dog yeah. picks up. I hear that you. Might be, that both. might be where we are because I could go with either one of these guys. And uh, and, and, and honestly, Chet, if I, I've been struggling with this to the point. I was even thinking about taking copping out a little bit and saying, let's go to six. Let's have an extra one. <laughs> but uh, but that's not what we're trying to do. We already went from four to the real rock, Mount Rushmore to yeah. five. So we're going to figure it out, and it's not going to be easy. No, it isn't. So next week, tune in, everybody. Yes, sir. We'll, we'll put the final face on the mount. Good job.
A lot of fun. Hey, Chet, let's uh, give a shout out to the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on our Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia for all the Philly teams and more. There are only 21 lines available, so your chances of winning are 1 in 21. Pretty good odds. Check out the Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Razroom. That's right. PPCC 118 Razroom on Facebook. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, Chet, you gave us a quick rundown on David, and I'm not going to try to pronounce it again because I beat it up the first time in the opening. Uh, tell us about your sit down uh, in his new book, 93 Things to Do While Stuck in Your Home. I needed this book 54 days ago, my friend. Yeah, I hear you. We all did. Uh, not much more I can add beyond what I said at the top of the show, but it is a good book. And, and you can read the whole thing in literally 20 minutes. It, it's a it's a thin book, but 93 real good tips. And I'm actually going to take him up on some of them. Um, you'll hear what he had to say in our interview, which we taped ahead of time via Zoom. So roll it, Billy. A lot of us have done different things during the pandemic. This guy wrote a book providing a list of ideas for everyone with extra downtime to consider doing. His book is called 93 Things to Do While You're Stuck Inside Your Home. Right here it is. It's David LaRiviere. Welcome, Dave. Thank you, Chet. First question, Dave, why 93? Why not 90, 95, or heck, even 100? That's been asked to me a lot, obviously. <laughs> 93 has absolutely no significance at all. It's just where the pen stopped or the computer stopped working. I ran out of ideas at 93. I couldn't get to, I, I wanted to get to 99, but I couldn't get that. So it's not in honor of the 1993 Phillies, Darren Dalton, Eddie Dykstra, and those guys. No, not, not, any, not anything like that, no. Yeah, I, just, I know you're a Yankees fan. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, you are a sports fan, Dave. Full disclosure, yeah. you are a Yankees fan, as I said, but we're allowing you on this little Philly-centric show anyway. Well, Is I'm, it allow true? I, I'm allowing you to have Joe Girardi as your manager. So. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Is it true that this book idea, by the way, started because you were missing baseball and other live sports? It, it started the moment that, you know, the, I think the tabloid headline was the day the sports ended, was in, in the post, the day the sports world came to an end. It was that March 11th, that Wednesday, when the NCAA basketball was ending, or they were playing the they were playing the ACC tournament. I was watching that, and then the next day, uh, sports essentially ended. I think the players uh, played a round of golf. They had played a half of the St. John's Creighton game. Rutgers was warming up, and it came to a halt, and nothing happened for after that. And that's when it came to my head. I said, "Geez, you know, the sports. We're not going to have any sports." And now, you know, this is six weeks later, and I, I still don't believe it. You know, I, I know you're watching these reruns of games. I, yeah. I, have a, I have a hard time doing that, Chet. I have a hard time doing that. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, now, getting back to the book, you have different categories in there, including things like self-improvement and helping others. And it's great that so many people are stepping up on the ladder. What are some ideas for anybody who wants to do something to help other people? Uh, well, the first two, I, I really, I think, are the benchmark, which are, you know, do something nice for a healthcare worker. You know, I think everybody knows somebody that's involved in healthcare, either a, a family member or, or a neighbor or a friend, and they're just going through so much right now, putting their lives on the line. And 
anything you can do, a kind word, a, a bouquet of flowers, a, a care package, or just, just, a, just a kind word, um, I think would be great for them. And the second thing is, is the uh, sort of combining the restaurant, uh, the restaurant problems of them not being able to, to make any money anymore other than uh, drive out, drive through, uh, or take out, I should say. And, and, and the people that are stuck in their homes that can't get out. Um, so I would say, go get some food, go, go to your neighbors who are, who are shut-ins who can't get out, and ask them what they want, take their orders, go to the restaurant, get, get them some food, give the, give the restauranteur a good tip and bring, your, bring the food to your neighbors. I did one thing along those lines. I donated a few bags of clothing and my wife is pushing me to get rid of a few more, but I keep waiting for my old leisure suits to come back in fashion, Dave. Uh, I, no, no comment on that one. No comment on that one. Can't <laughs> hey, it looks like most of the ideas that you mentioned in your book have to do with self-improvement. What does that say about you, Dave? It means I need, I need a lot of self-improvement. <laughs> no, you know, I think, I think it means that uh, I'm always thinking about how I could be better. And, and there's a lot of different things you can do when you're sitting in the middle of your house that you're just sort of staring at the walls, which I do all the time and say, what could I do, you know, that could, that could help myself and maybe help other people too. And it's, this is how this book came about. Some of the uh, self-improvement things made me chuckle. They were kind of humorous. Have a baby. Uh, no, I've been there, done that. <laughs> and uh, create a swear jar in the house, put money in there when you curse. Heck I'd be broke. Uh, that came out of something my wife and I, when we were dating actually did. And I, I, quickly lost a lot of money, but it cleaned up my mouth. <laughs> Good. Good for that. Hey, one intriguing idea you have in there is write your own obituary. That could be fun for a lot of people. And that came out of something that I read a friend of mine, a guy who worked for me a long time ago, who shall remain nameless. I saw his, he died last year. And we saw, a bunch of us saw his obituary in one of the local papers, and it bore no resemblance to the guy's actual life. It was just so, you know, so hyped up and, and, you know, so beyond belief. I'm like, he had to write this himself. And I said to, I said to myself, I said, that probably happens a lot. I mean, wouldn't it be great if you could write your own obituary? And so even if it's not true, who's going to know? Who's going to know the difference? Well, Dave, like you, I'm a big fan of both sports and entertainment, movies, music, what have you. Any ideas in those categories find your way into the book? Uh, yeah, I mean, music, you know, uh, is, is a big passion of mine. So, and I'm, I have some, some OCD issues. So, you know, I, I would, I would just alphabetize my entire music collection, which is huge and just play them from ABBA to, uh, to ZZ Top, you know, and just play them right in order and see, you know, sort of say, okay, 45 minutes for an LP times thousand two or my my, my uh, I don't even know how many many I have and see what's that number going to be and see how close I come. Yeah, and you mentioned other things uh, along those lines. Uh, do a final four bracket with playing cards, family game nights, and TV binge watching. Have you binge watched anything good since the pandemic started? I am a very strange uh, TV watcher. I watch I watch I think it's on. The Philly uh, Channel, it's that old thing with all the old shows like Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea and Lost in Space. And yeah. I watch that. I binge watch those shows. That's how odd, that's how odd a person you're, you're speaking to right now. 
You also say spend an afternoon going through old collections, baseball cards, game and concert tickets. I have a lot of old baseball cards. I, were you a card collector? Do you have a lot of those? I do. And unfortunately, I threw a lot of them out before uh, that became a craze in the 80s. But I, I still have some and I was going through them. The other, I, I have an Al Kaline. He, he passed away, unfortunately, not too long yeah. ago. You know, I don't know if any of these are valuable, but I do still have some, you know, Harmon Killebrew, for example, uh, some, I, I, you know, some decent names, but I don't know if they're, I have, I have a Willie Mays card. I don't know if, if, it's a, if it's of any value, but maybe. Another thing you mentioned in the book is turn your house into a golf course. How the heck do you do that? Yeah, that was uh, that was an idea that came from my co-writer. Uh, I'll give him credit, Paul Franklin, who's who's, uh, who's mentioned in the book. But uh, you know, just like turn over like your beer glasses. Make sure you don't have any beer in them, though, because <laughs> your wife might get upset with that. But turn over your beer glasses and, and have that be one of the obstacles, and go under the couch and you know go around the uh, go around the the stairs and see see if you can just take your putter and and have some fun, you know, have some fun and, and, and see if you can make 18 holes out of it anyway, or, or maybe nine, just play nine. Well, speaking of taking your putter and having some fun, you even put in there, have more sex. And, 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 and coincidentally, that is tip number 69. Oh, uh, no. I didn't catch that. We, yeah, people didn't catch that, but that is tip number 69. So it's so not, not by coincidence. Yeah, I'm oh, sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I joked with my wife. I said either we're going to do that one, or we're going to we're going to be talking to our divorce lawyer at the end of at the end of this, <laughs> because it's going to go one way or the other. I think either people get closer, um, or they they're going to drive each other crazy, and hopefully we're we're, we're getting along. So hopefully you, you and you and yours are also. Absolutely. Uh, and one I like, and I think I'm going to read verbatim from this one. Discover the world of podcasts like Philly Press Box Radio. Right. <laughs> that is word for word. I, I, uh, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. And so, but, you know, I, it's something that, um, that I should really do, you know, and I think people should do because I think there's, there's a lot of information. I'm an NPR fan. I like NPR. Um, and there's just so much information. I mean, I, we get stuck watching uh, the cable news, which is so repetitive with the same hosts and the same storylines, you know, branch out a little. I did add those last four words, of course, you know, like Philly Press Box Radio. You knew that. But, uh, <laughs> hey, one of the ideas that you mentioned that I jumped right on was uh, broaden your alcohol taste. Since yeah. the pandemic started, I've been sampling various new beers, having a good time with that. A few different wines, too. My wife found some blackberry wine, which I didn't think would be good, but it's actually great. So Yeah, I saw, your, I saw pictures of your, of your stash on your on your yeah. Facebook page. I think that was, it was your weekend and it was like my, it was like my year, I think. <laughs> I do like to sample different beers. What can I tell you? Yeah. Uh, again, the book is called 93 things to do while stuck inside your home. Any other good tips we should be sure to get out there, Dave? Uh, I, well, this is somewhat political, but not really is, is try to, you know, if you're, if you're an MSNBC hard left guy, watch Fox for a day. You know what's what's it going to kill you? You know, just make yourself watch it for a day, and and vice versa. If you're a Fox viewer, just make sure you watch Rachel Maddow and 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 Chris Hayes and all those guys, and just make yourself do it and see if it just changes perspective even a little bit. 
This has been a lot of fun. Uh, David LaRiviere, 93 Things to Do While Stuck Inside Your Home. Uh, how can people find this book, by the way? It's on Amazon. You can get it in Kindle. Uh, Kindle version just came out. Kindle and uh, paperback on, on Amazon right now and soon to be wider distributed. I, I'm talking to other publishers that I'm trying to get them to get some more wider uh, distribution for it. All right. Best of luck with that. And thanks for visiting Philly Press Box Radio, Dave. Thanks for having me. Hey, Chet. Now, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know what the other, you know, all the items are, but pretty cool way to uh, certainly pass the time. And uh, there are probably a lot of pretty neat things in there. I, I, I'd like to check that out. Like I said, could have used it 54 days ago. Yeah, he had some good advice. And that was fun to talk to Dave. It's funny. We worked together, like I said, in the mid-90s. Haven't really spoken since then other than on Facebook. He uh, he does like a weekly list where it's a list of songs related to a different theme. And, you know, people contribute to it. So I'm a big contributor to that. And uh, it's fun. Dave's a good guy, a good writer, and he's planning to write some other books. And his next one will be music-related. So there you go. Gotcha. Cool. Hey, it's always fun to talk to Boop, and obviously it was really interesting here for Dave and, and his book. Uh, so who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? But before you get to that, I'm going to make a suggestion, Chad. Since our good friend, Big John Roberts, he wants us to extend our Mount Rushmore to as many as we want since we are building our own Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I think what we need to do is we need to have Big John Roberts on next week for the Mount Rushmore segment and let him give us his five. What do you think? I think we're booked for next week, but how about the following week? Because we will have uh, finished it up. Then we can do like a review perhaps the following week okay. and have John join us. Right. It'll give him two weeks to get ready. How's that? There you go. We'll twist his arm. There you go. Okay. Who you got lined up? Well, next week, Bill, we will talk a little baseball with the man behind Phillies Nation making the third visit to our show, Brian Michael. Maybe we'll have some actual legitimate news about you know what Major League Baseball has in mind as far as resuming the season. There's all these different ideas being floated out there, but nothing concrete just yet. Maybe Brian will have some insight and uh, can tell us what's going on and how the Phillies are going to look once they do start playing. Secondly, Bill, I'm going to have an interview with uh, a certain favorite singer of mine who happens to have a brand new album coming out later next week. That, of course, would be Willie Nile. So Willie Nile going to be on the show just like Brian a third time. So uh, I'm excited about talking to Willie once again. And you and I will, as we said, make our fifth and final selection for our five-person Mount Rushmore of great Philly athletes. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just struggling that you don't have Dr. J in your top four. Woo! Well, there like you said, they're not necessarily in order, so he could be there on the fifth, but he is one of my three finalists for that fifth and final spot. All right. Sounds good. Well, hey, Chet, we've modified, updated our Philly Press Box Radio website where you can now watch the podcast, this one. Uh, uh, we have our Vimeo still, some current Philly sports articles, some articles we've written, and uh, now, hey, we have a YouTube channel, too. Yeah, please check out our YouTube channel, which we will continue to add to. We have six or seven things on there already, which, uh, you know, in a week is not bad. And our recent videos uh, with DJ extraordinaire Tom Cunningham, that's a popular item. The great Bernie Perrant Vimeo and Ray Fossey talking about Dick Allen and Joe Girardi. They have all gotten uh, a lot of attention from folks, so that's good to see. 
We will keep putting our weekly shows on there. We have the last two weeks up there, and we'll put this week's on there in the next couple of days. So uh, check that out. That's on YouTube. Just type in Philly Press Box Radio, and you will find us. Secondly, Bill, um, in those recent shows, you can see you and me wearing our lovely Philly Press Box Radio t-shirts, which happen to be available for sale. And right now, I'm wearing one of the green logo on green background shirts. Behind me, for those watching on Facebook Live, we have the uh, non-dry fit material green version. The shirts are available in unisex sizes, medium through 3XL, and you can choose from regular $10 or dry fit $12. And that is $5 below what we were charging when they came out last spring. So it is our price. Add $2 though if you need 2XL or 3XL. Regular material shirts are cotton polyester, the dry fit 100% polyester. Our green logo is on the front as you can see. And our sponsors logos are on the back. You can choose from green, gray, or black background and specify whether you want regular material or dry fit. If you need them shipped, add $7 for one or $10 if ordering two. But if you're in the area, heck, I'll do one of those curbside delivery things. So there you go. They make a great gift for all Philly sports fans. We've got Father's Day coming up, Mother's Day coming up real soon, too. So get yourself a shirt. Again, $10 for the regular material, $12 for dry fit. And the sale is limited to the shirts that we have in stock. We do also have a few red logo shirts. But I'm wearing the green dry fit tonight. There's the other green behind me. Uh, they are sized just like you would expect. If you're ordering a larger, extra large, it's just like ordering any other T-shirt. They fit you really, really well. Message one of us, that's Bill Furman or Jim Chechesco, in case you've forgotten when you're ready to order. Or just click on the Contact Us tab in the upper right-hand corner of our philly.com website. All right. Good deal. Well, Chad, how about a parting shot for you tonight? Well, you know, I just uh, thought of this one this morning, Bill, because I watched some of it the other night. It was hard to believe 20 years ago this week, May 4th and into the early morning hours of the 5th, that the Flyers and Penguins played that epic five overtime playoff game. Periods of hockey finally decided in the orange and black's favor at 2.35 a.m. And we have Jim Jackson with the call right here. McGillis ahead, Primo off the bench, is onside, Primo moves deep with it, stops, the shot, he's there, he's there, Keith Primo is able to win it, and the Flyers win the test of wills, and this baby goes back to Philly, even at two games apiece, unbelievable, unbelievable for sure, yeah, the Flyers even the series with that win, they blew out the Penguins in game five a few days later, won a tough game six to advance, I watched the whole game, even though I had to be at work a few hours later. I didn't care. I wasn't going to bed and missing the end of that one. It was well worth staying up. And you can you could tell how long it was because there's a YouTube video of that from the Flyers broadcast. And it wasn't on NBC Sports Philly or Comcast Sports Network, as it was known back then. It was actually on UPN 57 at night. Is that even still around, UPN 57? I don't know. Well, I don't think so. And I, I tell you what, I watched the whole game, too. Uh, me and Mike, my son Mike, uh, we stayed up until 2.30 in the morning, watched the whole thing, and uh, it was great. Oh, it was. It was so Always much fun. Always great win, right? Yeah. And, you know, I heard Keith Primo on, uh, I guess it was WIP the other day, talking about the 20th anniversary. And he said, you know, the team in that series was kind of bummed that instead of having the every other night off thing for that particular week, they played that game on a Tuesday night into Wednesday. 
and weren't going to play the next game until Friday instead of uh, playing on Thursday. So, oh, man, an extra day off. We don't want that. But then you play eight game or eight period game, five overtimes. They said, yeah, we're kind of happy to have that extra day off. And, really? boy, the Flyers yeah. get to full advantage. They blew them out on the Saturday afternoon game. Good deal. Fun time. All right. Hey, Chip, just my parting shots. Just a reminder that in just a few minutes at 8.05, as soon as we get off, get a couple minutes to reorganize uh, for our Philly Press Box Radio trivia. It'll be on this page tonight, Philly Press Box Radio page instead of the Bill Furman page, but we'll be sharing it over there as well. But the main feed will be on our Philly Press Box Radio Facebook page. We've been having a lot of fun, and uh, I hope, hopefully after your complaint last week, I threw you a couple lobs out there, and uh, you got a couple of them right. I did, and I got my total score up. I think I had uh, a couple extra right this week, so that was good. You got to throw in a couple easy ones. Gives people a sense of confidence, like, hey, I know that one. So, yeah, I like that. Well, we, we, got few, we got a few soft you know, lobs in there tonight, too. So, hopefully, you'll get to uh, get on there when you get home from, from uh, yep. the office. Uh, All the right. One thing we didn't- one thing we didn't get to talk to Boop about that I told him we might talk about was Don Shula. Uh, I wanted to talk about Don Shula's legacy and all the wins and the fact that his 325th, or I guess it was 325, the one that put him over the top was actually in Philadelphia when uh, he had Scott Mitchell and Doug Peterson quarterbacking because Marino was hurt. And uh, that was pretty exciting. So a certain a legend for sure, Don Shula, died the other day at age 90. Rest in peace, one of the greatest coaches of all time certainly yeah yeah got got carried off the field at the vet yes he did yep yep good stuff good stuff wrap it up bill let's wrap it up let's thank tonight's special guest bob vetrone and let's go with this chat dave lou riviere dave lou riviere how's that all right our sponsors the irish rover station house bob sullivan's like your age.com PPCC 118, Razroom, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester for their continued support of our show. For Jim Chachesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, May 13th at 7 p.m. You can see us on Facebook now or listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio.com. Press Box Radio, and on all the Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can find us, all right? Just type in Philly Press Box Radio, and you'll get us. I hope Philadelphia sports fans stay safe out there, and come back and see us next week. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.